right, everybody. Well, welcome back to another episode of the Blazer Victory Podcast. John Duncan here, and of course, I'm joined as always with my co-hosts, Darian Smith and Jimmy Marion. And guys, it is game week again as the UAB Blazers travel to Annapolis, Maryland to take on the Navy Midshipmen this Saturday on Veterans Day at 2.30 p.m. Central Time. Uh, If you cannot make it up to Annapolis, the game will be televised on CBS Sports Network. And, you know, guys, uh, really quick before we get started, uh, if you are listening to this free show and you are not subscribed to the Patreon, definitely check out the Patreon. We just uh, recapped UAB basketball's uh, season opening loss to Bradley, 73 to 71 in overtime on the Patreon. Also, third tomorrow morning, Thursday morning, there's a interview that I had another one on one with Trent Dilfer. Um, really good stuff, and just $5 a month gets you access. Guys, we've already done over like 43, 44 episodes on that Patreon, so if somebody's waiting to join, why haven't you? Go ahead and jump in, and you'll immediately have access to all 40-ish episodes on the Patreon bonus feed, so check it out if you have not already, um, including other interviews. There was a one-on-one with Andy Kennedy we dropped last week. Uh, basketball interviews, player interview, football player interviews. So yeah, if you if you are just sitting on the sidelines, it's definitely time to jump in, especially with basketball and football going on at the same time. Great content for just five dollars a month. But with that out of the way, guys, UAB can keep their bowl hopes alive by getting a dub this Saturday on Veterans Day against Navy. And we'll, you know, get to previewing in a little bit. But this is a very winnable game. Wouldn't you guys say so this Saturday um, in Annapolis? Yeah, man. Um, I think so. And, you know, I was kind of surprised, like, looking at the film, um, looking at that Temple film. But I shouldn't be surprised, like, doing more research. I see that Navy is just as banged up as we are. They had a a lot of guys that, that went down. I think they were saying they were down to like third or fourth string quarterback, honestly. Um, I don't know who will be starting, but um, I forgot the guy's last name um, that started that Temple game. John, do you remember? Uh, it, it was Arline? Or, no, it yeah, wasn't Arline. Oh, it was Arline. Okay. Yeah, it was Arline. They said he was like the fourth string guy. And 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 that's understandable with Navy's play style. They're very, they're very physical. No matter who... I would say this with Navy, no matter who is on the field for them, they will be physical and they will be disciplined. So, you know, but still talent, top end talent is talent. But, um, yeah, it's, it's talent wise. It's, it's very winnable. I think I think we clearly have the better talent on the offensive and defensive side of the ball. I think the question is, Jimmy, will we be? sound enough and will we be disciplined enough to really limit what this team want to do yeah that's a good question darian um it's certainly a winnable game i mean you look at the vegas line i think it opened up around five points in uab's favor and i think that's came down a little bit to a field goal in uab's favor but um you know one of the keys for me is going to be how will uab handle this environment right it's going to be a big stage on national television veterans day as we've always or already said and uh expect a big crowd from navy navy's averaging over 30,000 a game uh, attendance wise in the 2023 season and um a question that i have for you darren and you john is 
How many times do you think that UAB has gone on the road, um, you know, dating back to, let's just say, return and, and win a road game in front of this kind of crowd? Let's say 20,000 plus. Uh, it's not often. Um, I mean, Tulane or Marshall a couple years ago. Like, I don't, I, there's not many. Da- uh, Jimmy, what do you, what, what's the answer? So I looked at, I went all the way back to 2010, looking at box scores on the road. And in 2021, UAB won at Southern Miss. Southern Miss had 21,500. In 2017, UAB won at UTSA, just north of 20,000. Before that, uh, we go back to Darian Smith's playing days. Darian, do you remember in 2012 going on the road in Hattiesburg and defeating Southern Miss in front of Overtime. a crowd of almost 23,000? Well, that was 2010. Did you play them twice on the road or was it just once? I played them once, so I, I must have been gone by then. So 2010. So that is actually the biggest crowd that UAB has defeated on the road. And we're not counting bowl games, neutral site. We're talking about true road games. Darian Smith led them Blazers on that field in 2010, <laughs> won in overtime in front of 26,415 people. And boy, were they pissed and scared when they saw Darian walking out of that Hey, let me tell y'all something about this game real quick. Do you know when um, I knew like half of the players that were on the field? I was committed to Southern Miss. That's why I got such a dislike. I was committed to Southern Miss. Then the coach got fired, and they rescinded my scholarship. I'm like, if them dudes. So when we um we got out there, a couple of my homeboys played for them, so they told them my name. As soon as we get out before the ball is ever snapped, you know, you awkwardly sit around. It was like, yeah, Pee Wee. Yeah, yeah. They were saying stuff like that. I'm like, huh? I'm like, okay. I was like, and they, uh, I was like, man. I was dropping my F-bombs, you know, like, man, I don't give F my child. Just like you so- Twitter. Yeah, just like no, I <laughs> I have a policy. I'm not doing it anymore. Yeah, he does not. He does not do that anymore. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, that's that's a that's a cool stat. I I would have thought it would have been Tulane. Was that two years ago? Yeah. So there, that was the uh, when we played Tulane on the road a couple years ago. It was the same year. I think they had the bad weather, and so they were going through some yeah. challenges getting people out then. And there's been some games where we've had uh, we've won games in front of eighteen, nineteen thousand. But my point of the whole question is that yes it's a winnable game but doing this on the road in front of this type of crowd would be something that uab football certainly doesn't do regularly and really has not done this would be because we anticipate right i mean it's going to be what a sellout john you're going to be there i mean they haven't yeah it's going to be thirty thousand plus so this would be something that uab football has not done at least dating back to 2010 uh, when Darian was stomping on some uh, people. So it'd be quite the accomplishment if UAB is able to go in there and get this W. Yeah, well, you know, speaking of first times, I mean, this is the, the first time that these two programs have ever met on a football field. Um, so this will be the first meeting between UAB and Navy. And, hey, UAB is looking for their first road win of the year. You know, UAB has not won on the road all year under Trent Dilfer. Um, so definitely a good chance to get the first dub. Uh, get the first road win and get the first road win in um, in the American Athletic Conference too this Saturday. So there's a lot of good uh, opportunities to to make first uh, this Saturday. Um, but but yeah, Jimmy, you 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 mentioned the environment. It's going to be electric. It's going to be a sold out uh, stadium at Navy Marine Corps Memorial Stadium. 
um, on Veterans Day. There, I can't wait. Yes, I am making the trip up. Uh, we are leaving Friday. Um, we can't wait to get down there. Uh, for are you going to the beach when you're up there, John? <laughs> no, I did. Hey, it's funny you said that. I was just telling Trent uh, <laughs> today. I said, "Hey, man, I." I gotta, I gotta come clean. Every time that we <laughs> go to the beach during a, a UAB football game, UAB has never won. So he kind of his jaw we, dropped. So, so Trent, Lord. Trent banned fall break in Empire Stops. He's <laughs> about to ban break, beach man. trips. For I was John. gonna say, are y'all about to ban beach trips from me during the football season? <laughs> I'll let you uh, talk that over with my wife and see how she handles that. <laughs> y'all can um, go somewhere inland, like go somewhere inland, man. Like just like go to LA, like chill out, something. Like don't go right. to the beach. Maybe it's the it's the beach. Maybe that's it. Maybe, Maybe you can go on vacation. Just, you know, don't go to the beach. How about that? Maybe. So. Well, hey, well, the good thing, though, is that, you know, my uh, my daughter, Nora, she'll start first grade next year. So, you know, they I don't think they get a fall break or if they do, it's not a full week. So, you know, we won't be able to make those trips in the fall. So Nora anymore, is going to so. be UAB's safe. <laughs> OK, <laughs> 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 we'll, we'll we'll say that yeah we'll say that um but guys kind of you know just jumping back into this game um you darren you mentioned it earlier you put on that navy temple film temple got after navy up front on the defensive side of the ball like and i you know we've we've looked at a, a few games of temple film and that defensive front really <laughs> hasn't done much this season um but that's got to be a good thing, you know, if you're a UAB fan watching that film and seeing how that defensive line for Temple got after and in the backfield almost instantaneously um, in, in the Navy backfield. And that's something you have to do against a triple option. You know, you you have to plug the interior, get number one, get to the quarterback, number two, get to the fullback and stop that. Because if Navy gets their fullback going, I mean, it, it's over with, you know, they, they that offense relies. Oh, OK, Jimmy, you got a stat. Go for it. Yeah, I'm really glad you're talking about the Temple defensive line play, because uh, one of the keys, you know, for this game, in my opinion, is is that UAB is going to have to win those early down situations. They're going to have to force Navy into uncomfortable situations. We know that Navy this season is passing the ball a little bit more. Uh, but we've got to rack up some some TFLs, and specifically the magic number for TFLs, in my opinion, for UAB in this game is five. I say that because in all five of Navy uh, Navy's losses, the opponent has registered at least five TFLs. And in Navy's three wins, two out of the three opponents had less than five TFLs. And the only exception was Charlotte. Charlotte racked up nine TFLs against this uh, Navy team. And the the Charlotte defense was not the problem. They actually held Navy to 14 points. It was just that Charlotte's offense was trash. And conversely, on the UAB side, UAB's defense has accounted for five tackles for a loss in three games this year all of which were the games in which UAB won. So, in other words, UAB has not recorded at least five TFLs in any of their six losses. So the magic number is five TFLs. What a freaking stat. I'm telling you, man. (laughs) That's what's up. If you don't have a Jimmy on your squad, man, what are you doing? (laughs) But Isn't that wild, though, on both sides? Like, it was just a magic number just hit five. That is amazing. And what I've seen from Temple's D-line is – on the edges was the edges were really important, right? So Nakia Eason, uh, Michael Fairbanks, those guys are going to have to be extremely sound, 
they're going to have to be extremely sound. You can't go for the eye candy because if you do, that's when they pop it on the outside. So they number 34 and number six, the outside backer for Temple, they both had really good games because they just did they did their jobs. They did their jobs and they were able to stop a lot of plays, just those two guys alone. And on the inside, all you have to do is be stout. You don't have to make the play, but you can't get pushed all around the field. So this is going to be for Fish and Tyreek Howard and Kevin Penn, those guys in the middle. If if you get blown up in the middle, that's when you can give it to the fullback. Um, and I think Rusal, this is going to be a very, very good test for Rusal, right, on eye discipline. He's young. He's the freshman. But especially that second half, and I know the points or whatever, but what I uh, the points of the FAU game, I know, you know, they scored 28 in that second half. But especially in those late stops, I saw Russo become a lot more disciplined, man. This, this guy's going to be a monster, especially next year. But I'm glad that he got that experience uh, last game because um, him and Michael Moore and Jackson Braddon, those guys are going to just have to play disciplined. So sound on the edges, stout in the middle and very just smart on the inside. And we can rack up TFLs. They, they will be there. I wonder how banged up um, Navy is on the offensive line. They had a couple of guys go down that Temple game. It was like two or three offensive linemen because their yeah. style is just so physical. So I'm, I'm not even sure. And they may be playing more musical chairs than we've had to play. But um, I'm confident. But I really want to see how we start. You, you, y'all remember Georgia Southern, how that game started. No, right. uh, we UTSA. can't have that. And then, yeah. then you remember UTSA, oh. right? So, and that, those were on the road, and that scares me. So I, I just wonder whether we on kickoff, will it will it be a big return to the 50-yard line, or will it be a touchback, or will we just get them down at the 20? Like, I wonder, or if we get the ball, will we have a quick turnover and the nerves, like, it's a it's an early telltale sign. We went on the road in Tulane, and we we didn't start off like that, right? We started off pretty good, and that that ended up being a close game that we had a good chance of winning. So um, it's going to be electric. I know I'm guessing it's going to be more, way more than thirty thousand, um, and these guys will be inspired. Navy already plays physical and fast and sound, but they are they are going to be motivated to win this game. You can bet that. So we have to match that intensity from the start. Yeah, definitely. And, and you mentioned uh, Darren, um, you know, kind of they're beat up. And I mean, they are they have played four quarterbacks this year so far because they, they're beat up at the quarterback position as well. Um, they've, they've got a really talented freshman quarterback, Braxton Woodson, that comes in every now and then. But they they really did ride. Uh, what's his name again? Arline. Yeah. Against Temple. Um, but yeah, UAB is just going to have to play very sound defense, which I mean, can we get four quarters of that? We haven't gotten that all year, but what, what it comes down to my opinion is you're going to have to tackle. Well, that's a no brainer, but first down is going to be such a critical down, um, watching at least, well, really on both sides of the ball, you Navy struggles mightily in converting third downs like they're legit one of the worst in the country in converting their third downs and what team Jimmy mentioned earlier about teams that have been successful against Navy getting the TFLs in the backfield teams have been successful in stopping them on third down because they don't allow three or, or four or five yards on first down they get a TFL or if they allow anything it's only a two to three yard gain 
UAB is going to have to be ready to go on first down. And when you look at this Navy option, too, you know, you, folks think triple option is like the old school, just grind the clock out, which they do grind the clock out, but they run a little up-tempo, no huddle. You know, they really don't get in huddles as often as they used to, um, at least in watching films. So they they hurry up and get to the line, and that doesn't allow the opposing team to substitute as much on defense, you know, as they used to traditionally against a triple option. Um, and, and Darian did mention, too, you know, they are throwing it a lot more. Um, now, granted, they're not throwing it successfully. Um, but, yeah, it, it's going to have to come down to those front that front defensive line for UAB and the linebacker, whether that's Everett Rousseau or Jackson Bratton, um, to play just fundamental defense. Stick to your assignments. And, hey, if they break a big play, which they're going to, that triple option, you know, they'll bust a 15, 20-yard run every now and then. But, hey, shake it off. Next play up, let's let's go back to the fundamentals and stop them again. You know, they're going to break some big runs. And they can be effective in the pass game because, with, especially with the play action, they, can, they are almost guaranteed to have one-on-ones. So when you when you have that, you have a chance every time you throw the ball, and it's an easy read for your quarterback. It's one on one, so you can get a guy in, in the, on the seam in the middle of the field, and you can strike a you can get a touchdown through that. So I shall be expecting that. I know Trent spoke about that that when they throw it, they throw it with intention. They know what they want to do. So um, we do need to get those TFLs so those passing situations are predictable. If you are in the third and three and they're going in on their own 30-yard line, that might be a time to strike up one of those play actions and hit hit a guy with a double move over the middle, and that can stifle your pass rush as well because everybody's expecting pass, right? So you kind of get ready, and then you got to get into your move, and then the ball is already gone versus just coming out and getting after them. You can get after this offensive line. They're not adept to pass, pass blocking. You can tell that from the film. They did a lot better in the second half. I can, I can give them that. But you can get you can get after them. I think the key is just getting them in predictable situations, like John alluded to, those TFLs on first down, and just getting them behind the sticks and then working your magic. But uh, I think another key for the defense really is the offense, and I think that the offense we can put up a lot of points on. They're a decent run stopping team. I I just don't think they're the best, even though they. Got turnovers that game. Though most of those turnovers were were by the mistake of the offense. I don't think the defense is good, right? And who who are who are who am I to say? Because look at our team the defense. But I think our offense against their defense is a clear clear mismatch, especially throwing the ball. Definitely, definitely. Um, well, yeah, I mean, let's flipping it over to UAB's offense and what they need to do against this Navy defense. Yeah, I mean, UAB's just going to have to be, you know, as, as prolific on offense as they have all year. Um, this Navy, as Darian just alluded to, uh, Navy is not, our Navy is very susceptible to the passing game. And, you know, what's UAB's strong suit? The passing game. Um, Temple, uh, Kurt Warner's kid, um, really lit them up last week. Um, you watch UAB to try to do some similar things, spread the Navy defense out and kind of kind of get after them that way. Um, but what UAB is going to have to do is kind of slow it down a little bit, you know, not go as up tempo. 
um, as they do normal games, um, just kind of slow it down and kind of let the UAB defense get, you know, catch a catch a breather um, on the sideline. And what did UAB kind of struggle with, especially in the third quarter and early on in the fourth quarter in the FAU game? They just couldn't move the ball. You know, they three and out, three and out, or if they did, it would just be one first down. UAB is going to have to get some long drives established uh, this Saturday at Navy and and to get points on the board. You know, red zone, um, you're going to have to get points on the board. Um, but, Jimmy, what what stands out to you just looking at the Navy midshipman defense? And one, one of the guys that stands out to me is that uh, 54 was at Will Harbor, that senior middle linebacker. Um, he, he He's a stud. Uh, but, Jimmy, what, what do you say? Well, you said two things that really caught my attention before we kind of transition to that. Um, you know, talking about red zone, I definitely want to talk about <clears throat> the red zone. I want to talk about turnovers as well. And, uh, John, I think you had alluded to this in our, like, group text exchange, talking about turnover margin for Navy. We've got to offensively not turn the ball over. So in Navy's three wins, the opponents have turned it over at least two times, um, I guess, wasn't it last week, John? You said that you know FAU, like yeah. we we couldn't turn over. Yeah, so, <laughs> I meant this week. Yeah, I meant. This week. <laughs> I think I think as we you know talk about um, you know the game, you know it's going to be tough. Uh, it, it seems like we have these like critical backbreaking turnovers. Darren referenced some of those early turnovers in some of the prior games, but we cannot turn the ball over uh, because Navy's not going to do it. Um, you know, really on their end, so um all of their you know speaking of you know navy all of their turnovers have came in their losses so you know turnovers duh don't turn it over but it's going to be especially important in a game in which uh navy's going to try to control that clock and red zone um is going to be an important factor as well you just referenced it uh john we've got to force navy into field goal opportunities instead of letting them score touchdowns again duh uh but the issue is that uab is allowing opponents to score touchdowns of 71 percent uh, of those red zone opportunities. It's 116th ranked in the FBS and opponents have scored a total of 35 touchdowns against UAB in the red zone, which ranks dead last in the FBS. And so the good news uh, for those of you listening that Navy is not good in the red zone. So they're actually pretty much at the bottom of FBS and red zone scoring. So, uh, but just wanted to mention that, um, you know, red zone D is going to be uh, critical in the turnover margin uh, between both teams is going to be critical as well. Defensively, um, you know, Trent's, Trent's mentioned just speaking on, I'm paraphrasing here a little bit, um, is that they can certainly create havoc and they can throw different things at you. And, you know, um, they're going to be versatile um, in terms of their defensive schemes and they're going to try to really um, wreck you offensively. So um, it's going to be quite the challenge. Uh, you know, when you look at Navy, they're only allowing, um, you know, to score 23 points per game um you know some of that's going to be due to the fact again that they're going to control control the clock and that's going to impact some of those uh defensive statistics as well but overall it's certainly going to be a challenge and one thing that surprised me is that uh, uab's been uh running the ball offensively a little bit better you know here in, in the last two or three games and offensive line pay, play has continued to um you know uh, improve uh, but, you know, Navy's only allowing opponents to rush for 3.7 yards uh, per carry. And so um, hopefully the UAB offense, you know, offensive line improvement in the in the running back, specifically Jermaine Brown getting going in a variety of different ways, are going to be able to get the running game going a little bit this week. 
so like from there, look defensively, everybody talks about how, how you have to be sound against their offense, but the same thing remains with their defense. Um, I think they they try to stack the box. I always saw a hang defender to the boundary of the field, like not to the boundary, to the wide side of the field. They always have an extra man right there lurking for contain. So they do a lot as to, to try to make you into a one-dimensional team. The thing is, I wouldn't mind being a one-dimensional team against them. I would pass it to open up the run. They they throw a lot of looks at you. They are very exotic. It's uh, so many blitzes. If you look at that Temple game, they have so many guys walked up. They're doing whatever they can because I think individually they are not good at pass rushing. You know, they, they aren't at all. They bull, I think number 97 has a bull rush on them. That's about it. Like, there's not too many dynamic pass rushers on this team at all. So what do they do? They gamble. They will gamble. They, they're they going to try to confuse you. They're going to do zone blitzes. It's going to be so many times where we're going to see a whole bunch of guys walked up. And it's going to be on our offensive line to communicate. Because Warner was able to get the ball off even when the, the offensive line didn't block. Man, sometimes it was two guys coming free and he just threw it quickly. And we don't need to have that happen. We need to know who we're know who who's coming call out the mic and get it blocked up and be sound if we get them if we get their blitzes they're going to throw a lot of blitzes to try to generate that pressure if we get that blocked up our weapons against their dbs i don't i don't think they have a shot so i think the key is to me is to pass to open up the run they're decent at, at run stopping and they they're going to make you pass that's our strong suit. We'll do that, right? I think we'll have a lot of shots open. Will the offensive line get it blocked up? Will they let this environment psych them out? Will it be too loud for them? Will they, you know, sometimes we get frazzled. Um, that's the one thing that has me afraid. Um, they talked about not flinching. This is the the ultimate not flinch game. If we don't flinch in this game, I think we win it pretty handily. All right, guys. Well, let's go ahead and get into our predictions for this Saturday. Jimmy, I'm going to let you start. What's your official prediction for this Saturday? When I was trying to think of the prediction, I was looking at just Navy's schedule, and I was trying to find, like, a common opponent. And, you know, for me, when I was looking at who Navy's played, they obviously played North Texas at home earlier this season. North Texas has a very good offense and a very – poor defense especially against the run and north texas hung in there it was a close game i believe the final score was 27 to 24 in favor of navy um you know and, and again we talked about the turnovers earlier north texas turned it over twice uh so in a close ball game in that kind of environment it really did them in at this point i like to think of things logically you know we haven't played a game in which we didn't turn it over we haven't won a road game we're not successful thus far this season in defending the run in terms of yardage. And so I think it's going to be, we talked about the environment, you know, I think it's going to be tough. And so, um, you know, I would love to be wrong, but I'm going to say that UAB comes up just a field goal short and I'll take the same score, uh, Navy 27 and UAB 24. Mm. Well, we, we certainly hope you're wrong. Um, That's because I John's going to be within like <laughs> Like ten miles of the beach, but oh, so that that man. also is a contributing factor. <laughs> uh, well, I'll take it. Uh, 
I think UAB gets it done. You know, if you're if you're a UAB fan listening, um, Navy on offense struggles mightily on third down conversions. Um, they turn the ball over some. Um, I, I think UAB's uh, defense. Yeah, yeah. The line has moved since we've been recording this episode. It was at UAB minus three, and it's what Jimmy. What's it at now? It's it's minus two and a half. We're shifting the lines. <laughs> well, we'll shift it the other way once they listen to us, hopefully. Um, but but yeah, I think UAB gets it done. Um, I, UAB's pass passing attack, I think, will be too much for uh, the Navy defense. I think UAB makes makes a statement this Saturday. Uh, the defensive line um, is should have some guys back, so UAB's defensive line should be the best that they've been all year. I think UAB gets it done 20, 24 to 17 in a tight one. Uh, Darian, what, what do you think? Yeah, it's funny. Jimmy was talking about coming to p- opponents at home, and I went with USF, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, re- the reason I went with USF right. is that was the team I was really gauging FAU off of. And, you know, they beat the brakes off USF. Yeah. We beat the brakes off USF. And I was just kind of like, hmm, like they've been my litmus test. And, and USF um, got at them um, 44 to 30 there. Um, There's two reasons I'm picking us to win. It's kind of a blessing now that we were able to come back from that on that FAU game because they had to deal with a lot of nerves. They had to deal with a, a lot of nerves, and then they had to learn something in that moment. And they got two key stops down down the line. They they really didn't flinch in that moment, right? And they they made it happen. Um, and the secondly, it's like, I go back again, Navy is beat up and, um, I know we're beat up, but they're beat up as well. And I feel like that kind of evens it out. So I'm going to go UAB 38, Navy, Navy 27. Let's go. Let's go. 38 points. And Jimmy, you got me probably changing mine too to 28 to 17. Cause I, I mean, I think you're right. I think UAB needs to get at least 28 to, well, in uh, one of the stats I saw that in Navy's five losses, four out of the five opponents scored at least 28 points. That one exception was Air Force. We know in the service academy games, those are oh, low-scoring yeah. outcomes anywhere. So I do think that if UAB is going to pull this out, they're going to need to score 28-plus points. And I I for sure think it can happen. I just want to see, like John said last week, if you were to tell me right now that UAB were to turn the ball over one time, I think we win this game. If we turn it over yeah. more than once, I think that is where my prediction comes into play. And so hopefully uh, I am dead wrong and then UAB gets a massive win and they can come home and, and keep that bowl streak uh, within grasp and come home in a game against T- Temple uh, that they should be favored in. So that's what I'm hoping to be rocking and rolling with. And one more. Th- oh, sorry. Oh, go, go, go ahead, bro. Well, I was just going to say one more thing special teams wise. This Navy team forces a lot of muffed punts and muffed kickoffs. So that's something to kind of pay attention to, like with DMAC or Skull, whoever's back there returning kicks or, you know, Shaver, who, who, whoever it is, we're going to have to just pay attention. I don't know what it is. And it's when it's at Navy, too. Like they force a lot, like South Florida in that game, you know, that Darren was referencing, they had a muff punt and it ended up resulting in seven points for Navy. You look at the Temple game last week when I know it was at Temple, but they forced four turnovers. And what was one of those four? It was a muff punt. Mm. So UA, UAB will have to be careful on special teams. I know. Uh, but, but yeah, uh, Darren, what were you going to say? Yeah, I was going to reference and that. And that's kind of like, influencing my decision when I saw that Temple game 
it's not like Temple just played really well. Temple did everything they could to give that game to Navy. The, the yeah. interception, that first interception and Warner threw, it was a miscommunication. He basically threw a punt up to the guy. Um, then you had a muff punt where the guys just dropped. And then you had a fumble where a guy just, he broke, he broke. He was like streaking down the field. It was like a 70, 80 some yard gain. And he, he got sloppy with the ball and some guy just reached out desperation. He just dropped the ball. So and they did make one good play on the interception. I give them that, that last interception, that was, that was a good play. So, but Temple did everything they could to give that game the Navy and Navy still couldn't really take full advantage of it. And so it's not only the turnovers, it's the area of the turnover, right? If we're going to turn the ball over, let it be on our side of the field going in. Don't give them a short field. That's my whole thing. Like when he broke, I was like, well, at least he broke all the way down the field to where Navy couldn't convert. They couldn't go the full field, right? So if we have turnovers close to our, close to, so they only have 20 yards to go in, I'm worried. But if we if we you know throw a pick or something and it's at least past midfield, I have way more confidence. Yeah. And speaking of Veterans Day this Saturday, I know we have um, a few veterans that listen to this Blazer Victory podcast. So we thank you so much. And hey, UAB, get the dub this Saturday for the UAB fan veterans. A pro- programming note, though, we will not have an instant reaction Saturday night. Um, obviously, I will be in Annapolis, um, but we as long as the hotel Wi-Fi is good. Uh, we'll plan to do a Sunday morning uh, reaction for the Navy game. But, Jimmy, you want to go ahead and send us out? Hey, best of luck on the trip, John. Hope you and the fam have an awesome time. Blazer fans, have a great week. Blazer Nation, just blaze.